Hey, Mama, today on the show, you're going to love it. I am joined by Sasha Star Robertson, and Sasha is an intentional living and biblical mindset coach for busy mums. So if you are a fan of this show, you are going to love Sasha as well. I know that I was blessed by this conversation. So Sasha is a wife of 14 years to a best friend. She's a boy mama and go and hear her adoption story. It is just beautiful. She also loves traveling and of course, Jesus. And Sasha founded the Intentional Abundance Co. She's the curator of the Life and Goals Planner and is the host of her own podcast, Intentional Mum Life with Jesus. So let's get into today's episode with Sasha, where we are going to be talking about the difference between good things and God things. Let's get into today's episode. Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God, even in our home life. In this podcast, you'll find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey, as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience his peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Sasha, thank you so much for coming on the Wholesome Mama Show. I'm so excited to have this conversation. We've been speaking about how this has been, this conversation has been a God nod that I was kind of thinking about these things. And then you said, I, yeah, let's, can I come on and talk about God things versus good things? Yes, actually. Yes. So can you, to kick us off, just share a little bit more about you and I'd love to know how you became an intentional living and biblical mindset coach. Yeah, of course. Thank you. First, thank you so much for having me. It's it's truly an honor. And um, I love that when we connected, we're like, we're on the same mission here, right? As moms and, and, and helping other moms live more faithful and more intentional lives. And so um, for myself, I became a mom. And after 10 years of infertility, I became a mom via adoption uh, I left my workplace. I, I was had just received a promotion actually um, and had to turn it down and instead give my two weeks notice because my greatest dream was coming true. I was going to be a mom. And it was only about three months into motherhood. I was like, oh my goodness, I have no adult conversation. Like, when do I get a shower? I'm just playing peekaboo. I earn no income. Um, there's no like personal or professional development. And so it was very quick into motherhood. I was like, whoa, 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 what is this? And so um, I remember it was the month of December and I left social media for the first time and I just got really quiet Uh, every day. I remember for hours, like during nap times and even with my son, like on my lap and in my arms, I was just reading the word of God and listening to worship music and journaling and working through a planner and just really asking God, like, who am I? And what did, what did you create me for? Like, is this it? 
sitting here playing peekaboo and um he really showed me like a lot of my gifts and a lot of my strengths that that didn't go away right just because I was a mom but but I was still not sure where and how to use them. And it was a very long journey um, before I would say I became the coach, you know, that I am today. But I remember a particular season, I think when my son was about um, seven to nine months old, somewhere in that range. And I was hosting a challenge and it was offer day. And I realized that everyone in my challenge already had the offer that I was planning on presenting. And so again, I just got really quiet. We were going on a fishing trip and I told my husband, um, I need you to drive separate with the kid because I just need to pray and figure out like what I'm supposed to do. And it was in that prayer session, I very clearly heard God say, offer coaching. And mind you, I knew nothing about coaching. I thought life coaches were like for the elite. <laughs> you know, I never had a coach. I never really learned anything about this industry or anything like that. Um, but he just very clearly impressed it on my heart that, you know, what I had walked with these women through over the last four days, they wanted more of that. They wanted more of that doing life with somebody in, you know, the longer term. And so I offered coaching and, and God really put it on my heart that I was rocking this mom life thing. And I was like, what, you know, after that quiet month in December, everything in my life became so much more intentional. I, I would say motherhood was like a catalyst that really um, lit my life on fire. I was more intentional with my time with God. I was more intentional with my self-care and my health, with my home stewardship and so much more. And so um, I sat down and, and wrote out, you know, a brain dump on a piece of paper and then opened up a Google doc and um, added, you know, more thoughts behind all of these things. And 65 pages later, that ended up becoming my um, planner and coaching program and so much more. So it's, it's truly glory to God because it's just been me saying, okay, you know, like Psalm, Psalm 119, 103, I think it is um, your word is a, a light to my feet and a lamp or a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And it's just been, okay, God with every next step. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love, I find it so funny how similar our stories are. Like, you know, becoming mom and then going, what just happened to my mom? <laughs> but um, it's so like God is so good in that, how he can use in any any struggle, any any test he uses and it becomes our testimony. So and he uses that to share with other people. And I love that, um, that looking back on my life, but then other people's life, how their stories are helping and blessing so many others. So today we are going to be talking about good things versus God things. So to start with, can you share with us what what's the difference between a good thing and a God thing? Absolutely. Um, I don't even know where this phrase came from, right? But it's kind of like, like you had said, I don't, I don't remember if you said it before we hit record or not, but um just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And this was not like a phrase or an idea that I grew up with. I grew up with the idea of if you want it done right, do it yourself. And um, I think that caused me to show up in all of these areas and all of these ways that that really weren't best for me or others, right? It was just kind of gripping and taking control. And so um, 
this idea of good things versus God things really came to me in like this bright light. When um, I was a mom, I had started my business and I was just showing up in all these different ways in my life. My health had taken a priority. My marriage was a priority, my home and my family. And our pastor reached out to me and asked if I would be willing to lead the Thanksgiving feast that our church had always had. And years prior, in fact, one of the first years that we started going to that church, we we had only gone there for maybe a month or six weeks. And they're like, well, if somebody doesn't sign up to lead the Thanksgiving feast, then we're guess we're not going to have one. And so I was like, oh, I'll do it. Like, I'm a good leader. I'm good at delegating. Like I can, I can give it my all. And and so I I had shown up and I had said yes to that that first year. But then I think that kind of became the assumption that I was going to do it year after year. And it was a season of my life that it really did not fit. And I had to take a step back. And like my initial response was to say yes. You know, like somebody asked me, like they thought of me to do this. And so my initial response in me was to say yes. And then when I took a step back, and looked at my life and my time and my mental energy and capacity, the answer was a very simple no. And that's when this idea of good things versus God things came to me because that was a good thing to lead a fellowship feast at the church. And I was the one that was thought of and asked. And of course, that's a good thing. But but was it my thing? Was it the thing that God had for me in this season of life that I'm living in? Was it the thing that that I was going to be the best person in the world to do it kind of a thing? And the answers to those questions were no. And so um, I said no, and and I was very confident and firm in my no and had, had very little, um, you know, questions or wrestling within me about it after that point. And so then it became this kind of standard as I continued moving forward. Is this a good thing or is this a God thing? And it's been a really great guiding question for me um, in all the different seasons that I've lived in. And so I actually have um, some tips on like a process that I walk through to, to, to be able to help better identify your good things or God things. I don't know if you want me to share that now or, um, if that's for a later time. No, I was actually going to say, but first I wanted to say, I think it's so important as Christian women, particularly that ministry is such a huge place where we can get caught up in good things versus God things. Um, Like in knowing that yes, serving at church, absolutely a great thing to do, but taking on a huge role like, running the feast or running the children's ministry or whatever it is, does this fit in? Is this actually what God is calling me to do? Or because, you know, we can, if we get caught up thinking that God is calling me to do all the good things, then something's got to give at some point. So I would love you to share things to consider and what your process is when you are evaluating. Is this a good thing? Or is this a God thing? And how do you, do you only say yes to the God things? Do you ever say yes to just the good things? Um, But yeah, please share with us what your process is. I'd love to know. Absolutely. Um, I I will answer that question right off the bat. My, my goal is to only say yes to the God things. 
And reason being is just like you said, as, as Christian women, as moms, the requests are never going to stop coming to us. Um, I remember a season where I was serving at church in all these different ways. And I was leading this, um, table at this tea fundraiser. And so I borrowed a tea set from this elderly woman at church. And I remember being at her house and her asking me or saying something to me about, you just, you're always showing up and serving and doing all these things. And I'm like, well, someone's got to. And she's like, just ministered to me in that moment and was like, it's never going to stop Sasha. (laughs) Like as a woman who's been in the church for over 50 years, like the requests aren't going to stop and you can't say yes to everything. And so just, just to kind of reiterate that there are those God things that are for you. And so my process begins long before a request ever comes across my plate. And it's in this kind of seasonal evaluation, if you will, if you've been um, or familiar with life coaching at all, a lot of life coaches will use, it's called a life wheel. I think most commonly Um, I have my own in the planner called the Shalom circle test, but It's looking at all these different areas of your life, your home, your family relationships, your health, um, your finances, your work or business, your self-care, all these different areas of your life and giving yourself a grade or evaluating them. And so that's where the process starts, where I just sit down and I'm like, on a scale of one to five, I would say this one's a three, this one's a four, this one's a two. And just, just knee-jerk reaction, kind of grading those different areas in your life. And then I go to a next step process of really elaborating on each of those. Like, well, why did I grade it low? Or, you know, what's going well, what's not going so well in those areas? And then the next step in that process is to look at three, maybe four of those areas, four max, that I really want to focus on being a better steward of in this season. And so whether that's, um, you know, my health and my business and my family or my finances and my home or whatever it is for me in the season, like what is God pressing on my heart that needs to be my focus right now? I just went through a season last year where it was a very heavy business focus, like home, family, business, and health were kind of my priorities, but then we had a baby join our family again by adoption. We had 18 days notice and kind of around that same time, I had a lot of health struggles going on. And so I went through this whole process of doing the evaluation and and I invite God into this. I encourage all the ladies that I work with or talk to, to invite God into this, pray and allow him to highlight or circle or underline things, you know, for you as you're writing them down. And, um, And so health and family just became a major, like they jumped up the list, but then they like jumped up the list so far, there was like a gap between my next few. Um, And and health and family were my focus for the later half of 2022 and have continued to be for this first part of 2023. And so before any any invitations or requests came across my plate, to show up or do something or serve in any capacity, I had this pre-curated filter essentially for them to go through. And so if somebody would would call and ask me, hey, could you, you know, create this sign for the church or do you want to show up and lead this mission trip or whatever, I could look at those priorities that I had already spent time with God 
pulling out in my life. And I, I call those my most purposeful priorities is like, well, it's not health and it's not family. And then my, you know, later ones down the list are business and home. Um, and it's not within those. It's not to say that nothing else matters, but in looking at my most purposeful priorities, does this request, if it doesn't fit within them, is it something that I can also carry that I have the mental bandwidth that I'm going to be able to give it my all and show up like the way that other people tied to this thing deserve. And and so if my answer is no, then it's very easy for me to say no, because whilst we can carry around this belief that if we don't do it, who else will? It's often not the question. The mm. question often, more often is, um, if we're going to say yes to this, are we actually going to give it the time and attention and energy and effort that it deserves? And, um, and so when I filter it through that process, it's a lot easier for me to be able to answer that question. Now, all this to say, I also go through a process each morning when I'm going over my planner, what are my priorities today? Like, what are my intentions for the day? I always let God into that space too, each and every morning. I remember a particular time when um, I thought I was going to be doing all of this work one day. And for some reason in the morning, it was just like, put on my heart that those things can be done tomorrow. Like, I don't need to stress about it. And then it was about an hour later, I got a call from a friend whose toddler was in the hospital and needed somebody to babysit her little baby. And I was able to say yes, because God had already given me that peace that all of those things for my business could be done tomorrow. And he created that space. And so um, that's something that, you know, going through the first part of the process that I explained could almost be labeled as a good thing, right? Because it just like showed up in the middle of the day. But by also, you know, presenting your day and your schedule and your intentions to him first thing in the morning and allowing him that control and, and asking for his will over your life each and every day um, can also just highlight those God things in your day as well. Yeah. It's like a tension is there's a really, it's a tension between the like, okay, well, these are, these are my God things. These are my priorities. And so anything that doesn't line up there, but then giving God the space in your life to still say, but I'm an open vessel, use me. And so that when, and giving him that time, and I love being purposeful about it in the morning to go, this is, this is my day, but it's your day. So use me. And then, and he's so gracious and so kind that, you know, he spoke to you and said, I know that's your day but not today. And then that's exactly why, because he knew that you were needed elsewhere. And I love to the, that you said that if it, if it doesn't necessarily line up with my priorities, but it's, it's a good thing. And it is something that may be serving other people or something like that. Looking at it going, if I say yes, can I give it the time and energy that it needs? Do I have the capacity? And, you know, like if it is something like babysitting kids or making dinner for a family who has kids in hospital or has just had a baby or something, that's something I can, I can quickly slot in. It might not necessarily line up with my priorities, but I can do that. So I loved that having that already ready to go so that when the requests come through, you know, 
where where you stand with it and then having a bit of a backbone almost for when you say no to be like no thank you but no not today not right now um do you have any other tips when it comes to actually saying no because I know that a lot of mums a lot of women I guess in particular really struggle with you know we might we know it's a no but then when it comes to actually having that conversation and saying no do you have any tips for women when it comes to that <laughs> I feel like this is a whole other conversation it really <laughs> but, is. Um, maybe maybe one or two quick ones yeah I know I used to live and operate off of this I would almost say envy of people who had the ability to say no where because I was I lived from this like people pleasing you know internally where I would say yes and yes and yes. And then I'm like, I can't believe she said no. Now I have to show up and serve in this, right? And so first thing would be to check your mindset on on why you struggle to say no. Um, because there can be so much behind that, right? Is it coming from people pleasing um, and whatever else? So that would be number one is to check your mindset, be willing to lean in and ask those deeper questions of what's behind your struggle or your inability to say no. And the second thing I feel like is a little bit empowering. Um, I always like to say wise yeses and discerning no's. And I think just adding those descriptive words to yes and no really empowers me in knowing that I'm not just throwing out a frivolous no. It's not like my toddler. No, I don't want to, you know, it's a discerning. No, I've, I've leaned in with the Lord and, and I've put a lot of thought and intention behind this. No, it's not frivolous. It's, it's very intentional and it's very mindful. And so wise yeses and discerning no's would be my second tip. Wow. I love that wise yeses, because it makes you to, like, you don't want to throw away your yeses either. You want them to have meaning and purpose and you want people to know that when you are saying yes you are saying yes and giving it your all so I love wise yes discerning no amazing so to kind of wrap up this conversation can you share how we as Christian mums can go around go about uncovering our God things instead of spending all our time doing all of the good things what are some of some of your tips when it comes to that yeah, I think it it really stems from going through this evaluation process that I explained earlier beforehand. Getting really clear on what what is this season that you're living in and what are the areas that God is calling you to focus on in this season? Because if we try to do all the things all the time and give our yeses to everything and focus on all, all the areas of our life, we're not going to get very far in any of them. And if we, we want to live productive lives that come from a place of peace, it involves getting really clear on a few things and, and focusing in on those and making sure that they're relevant towards your season, because a season with a newborn is different than a season with toddlers or preschoolers. And it's different than that with grade school kids or older kids. And, and maybe you've got a mixture, maybe you're a homeschooling mom, maybe your kid goes to school. It doesn't have to look like anyone else's. It just needs to look like what God is really calling you into in the season that you're in. Maybe your faith is really struggling and that needs to be the top of your priorities list. Maybe your marriage is struggling and that needs to be a focus of yours right now. 
it, it's going to look like whatever it needs to for your life. And once you have that plan in place, it makes it a lot easier for you to be able to see what, what priorities, what bigger areas of life your God things are going to fall within. Um, of course, we're always living according to the Great Commission and sharing the gospel. But I think it's a really important thing to remind moms that 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 first starts in your home and in in your own life as a testimony. Um, and so as the requests come across your plate, process it through that pre-work, process it through those wise yeses and discerning no's, and, um, and make sure that you pray and lean into God in all of it, because he will provide you a clear picture of where to go. He is a God of confirmation, not a God of confusion. Mm, absolutely. And I love that it's season focused. Like it's in this season, my marriage needs to be my priority. And then maybe when, when we're steady there or when whatever, or then we can focus on something else. Then we can, then I might have more room to, do this thing that I really actually want to do, but I know God is saying not right now. So I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Can you, to finish up, just share where everyone can get in touch with you? Absolutely. The place I hang out the most is going to be my podcast. So you can find that right here where you're listening to this show. Um, or you can go to momlifewithjesus.com. There's links on there for Apple and Spotify and wherever else. Um, but the podcast itself is called Intentional Mom Life with Jesus. And I have a Facebook group of the same name, which is probably the place that I hang out second most. And those are the places that um, you'll be able to find me the best. Awesome. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Sasha, for coming on and blessing us today. Thank you. Well, that wraps up another episode. And I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.